how to start promoting on YouTube, a case study of Globemer Productions. Globemer Productions is our channel and it's operated by my son. It's basically, um, I'm a web guy. I like programming. I started programming when I was 12, 13, something like that. And when I had my first Atari uh, 800, playing video games on the little floppy disks and stuff. So uh, that's me. I'm a programmer. So I love doing websites. I love and also translating. I started doing that for my parents when I was 13, when we came to the United States. And I've been translating ever since. <laughs> so... Uh, that's my thing is texts and programming but uh, yeah today video rules and so I kind of leave all the Glomer productions to my son and uh, I'll let you know uh, I'll let you know uh, what I do I mean I have a big background in that too but let's get on with it so uh, this is me Besides doing all these other things, I started uh, working with video when I was 17. I mean, I mean, everybody loves watching movies, but I always, when I like something, I like to explore it and I like to get into it. So, you know, when I was 17, I went to the local local cable channel that were offering, oh, yeah, you could do amateur videos for anybody. I was like, that's cool. Been watching all these movies and been involved with martial arts and so... I was like, oh, let's do a first feature film. So me and my friend went there, did the thing, and then we did a feature film, full two minutes and 36 seconds or something like that, or three minutes of a uh, martial arts film. But uh, it was fun because that's when I learned to do uh, uh, Lost Somewhere in Time. But, uh, yeah, it was, a, it was a short film, but first, this is the first time I started editing. And, you know, you still had that little cutter and you had to take out a piece of the film and stick it together and stuff. So it was kind of fun. It's it's really, uh, it's really it was entertaining, the uh, ancient history. That's why also I enjoyed watching the movie Babylon now because uh, that was fun. It was, I was like, it's kind of like it's, I mean, that was the ancient, ancient times, but still it was uh, a lot of the manual stuff was, was fun to watch. But uh, yeah, then uh, in my first uh, project that I was working with in my life in a company and stuff, we did produce seminar videotapes, uh, I was involved with live performances, I translated uh, from the stage consecutively many, 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 many people, I mean the list can go on and on and on, and then we made videos from that later, uh, the company that was, uh, the company that was doing that in the Czech Republic was actually a company that also was doing the, uh, 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 the TV series Airwolf, if anybody remembers, so they were doing the dubbing for all of that, so uh, I got to do all, some of the dubbing, not that I was the dubber, I was just in the studio, but I was, uh, spent many, many hours sitting behind the computer watching and uh, just being part of the project, it was fun, and they were doing our tapes and did a lot of audio editing as well, and like I said, again, the, the first ones, they were always on, uh, you had to cut it manually, it was, it was funny to watch these machines, you get these two things, you know, you get these, uh, you get these two, uh, you get these two rolls of tape and you just go left and right and you just got to cut it. And now if you cut it a couple of frames later, you just got to kind of like had a tape and just stick it. Fun. Anyway, then I moved on in the 2000s. I started working with a TV station, 
TV Nova in Czech Republic. I was on their breakfast show during the Iraq uh, Iraq uh, war in Iraq in 2003. So that was uh, I was there every morning for breakfast, and then I was doing live performances. So sitting there as a as a host with a newscaster with the anchor in the morning, just doing the news three you know two times an hour, top of the hour, bottom of the hour. And there I met a lot of interesting people from there. I was part of also doing the DIY uh, show in uh, TV Nova. And uh, I wrote some scripts for some of the episodes. And uh, it, was a, it, was, it was fun times. And I got to meet a lot of actors, stuff like that. And uh, in 2011, when the New York Rangers played uh, against the uh, Sparta Prague and they were the opening opening game of the season of the NHL season Gary Batman was there and TV Nova called on me again and said you know you were doing the translations and stuff so can you translate the interview so I was again live on TV with Gary Batman so got to hang out with him fun fun few minutes in the prep room and uh, waiting to get on live just to get that two minutes in and then off but the thing is is why I'm saying this is I do have some experience with video and being in front of video and being a speaker and that's why, uh, that's why I was like, you know, YouTube now is a new thing, and uh, let me explore that. Let me see how uh, how we could do with that. Because, like I said again, I'm just a programmer uh, and translator, but I was part of performances. No, not that I was striving to become an actor or something or a producer, but it's just fun. But if I do something for fun, I want it to make sense. So, why YouTube Shorts? Why for business and stuff? Well, because Simple. It is the hottest. It is the hottest platform of 2023, because what YouTube is doing is trying to catch up to um, TikTok and especially Reels. I mean, Instagram is really killing it. So, uh, you know, YouTube decided, hey, listen, let it, let us get into this. Let us get into the uh, vertical format video. I hated vertical format. I mean, if anytime you take anything any class any kind of video production class they will always tell you don't do vertical videos they are terrible well you know mobile phones dominate so that kind of that's out the window and now everybody's doing vertical because it's short form it's under a minute and you get your message across i mean and trying to speak there in front of it it's like it's a killer because you have a very hard time getting an idea across in a sensible way it's very competitive. Everybody's doing it. YouTube changed all of their algorithms now because of it. And even they lowered the subscriber base to 500 in order to be part of the um, uh, profit sharing thing. So profit sharing program or whatever. And then subscribers, uh, subscriptions and stuff like that. So they're working with it because they're trying to build it up. But they're killing it. They're killing it. And it is the hottest platform. So if you want to be seen, that's where you want to go. And I mean, and simple videos get shared going viral. Videos are your go-to platform. I mean, if you want to get best way to get your message across, your company's message across, you want to get it out there, YouTube Shorts is the way. I mean, and I'll just show you in the next slides. I mean, look, look at this. We're doing, uh, in February 2023, right here, we're, we were doing only the webinars. And we had some videos that my son played with uh, last year that we did. We have a couple of videos to promote it. It's kind of a animated narrated videos so uh you know we did those and they got a few views here we shared it i mean you always want to have it out there but 
but how do you get how do you get how do you go viral well with short videos with the with like two three minute videos people will find it they'll look at it but you can see i mean i had 26 views over the entire month you know and then we started doing we started doing the youtube shorts now after three months last 28 days i'm gonna you know you'll, you'll see later what the total is but uh the last 28 days it's plus 30 subscribers 11,000 views it's a big difference big difference and uh you know 99.2 watch hours i mean the rules for youtube and profit sharing that's fun it's good because when you get when you get for example uh, when you get uh, the um when you get to the 500, you know, I was watching videos of people doing 1,000. So when I was doing the 1,000, uh, when, when, uh, when I was looking at the 1,000, what happened was people say, well, I got a $100 check. Well, basically, that's not what you do. That's not what you do the uh, YouTube for is not for the 100 bucks. Simple as that. It's just very, you know, uh, very complicated just very expensive, very time consuming. So, I mean, it's, it's not that much fun to get it down, to get it automated. It becomes a little easier, but generally that's why not a lot of people get into it because even if you do do it, even if you put the money into it, you may not get picked up by the algorithm. And, uh, there is an interesting, uh, there's an interesting, uh, thing that just happened last three days. We had a video, uh, that had 950 views. Then, then the next day was 31 and the next day it was uh, 200, and so just the last three days, and so you don't know what really works, and you're still playing with it, and it's a new platform, and you don't understand it, but you don't do it for the money. We're doing it to get the message out, to get the message out about NC Web Dev, and to get the message out about Grover Productions, and that's, that's, I think, the best way to go about it, and you don't look at that. If, if the YouTube uh, does profit sharing with you, yeah, that's fine. You're going to get an extra 100 bucks, sometimes $5,000, but the whole thing takes a lot more money and a lot more effort. I was, sort of got surprised myself how much, uh, how hard the work really is. I mean, it's it's quite a bit of load. Anyway, so this is again the subscribers to get to the now 500. They lowered it to 500 because of shorts, because they know that there's a lot of views. But it's also harder to get some things. But you know, I set a goal for myself that I want. 1,000 subscribers in the next 12 months. I mean, I did that with, uh, I did that with um, Instagram. I got over 1,000 followers there. I did that on LinkedIn. I got over 1,000 followers there. And now it's just a matter of selling everything. And that's, that's the phase that we're in right now. And so we've developed it to some kind of a nano-influencer level and have you know done over 100 videos now on YouTube, uh, the shorts. And then you get to start to analyze everything and... Uh, and, you know, and I started doing it because my son was kind of like, I don't want to be in front of the camera. And I understand that. I mean, when I was first started, in the, when I was 20-something, I was, uh, I did, um, I did have some issues. <laughs> I did have issues talking in front of cameras. And, but you know what? You kind of get tossed out there. 200 people are standing there watching what you're going to say as a translator live there in front of audience. So you're like, nah, you know what? You freeze for a while. You can't breathe. But then you start breathing again and it's all good. But it's just a matter of getting out there. Anyway, so yeah, this is um, this is uh, you know just look, looking at this is uh, 
you know, 11 subscribers in, we started in March, April, we got some subscribers. In May, we got 11. Now it was 26. Next month, it could be five and it can be 50. So it's hard to say, but we'll get to the thousand now, minimum of 500. But I'm, my, my goal is still a thousand. Although YouTube lowered the threshold, I'm still going for 1000. So hopefully by the end of the year, maybe sooner, which means if you're watching, Please subscribe. Help us get to 1,000. My son, anyway. Like I said, I'm going to stay with the, uh, with the web development side. And now, let's welcome my son, the man behind the Glomer Productions and everything it does, Karel Mergel. Welcome. Thank you for that warm introduction. Hello, everyone. My name is Karel Mergel, and I'm the owner of Glomer Productions. Uh, glad to be here. Thank you for having me. And um, I'm ready to answer some questions. Okay. And so... Thank you. Welcome again. Glad to have you here. Finally, we get to do a live webinar together. And I've been saying that for a couple of months. You've been reluctant. You're afraid to speak live to people. I know I understand that. But, but you've been doing YouTube for quite a while. How did you get into like following YouTube? And when, when did you start consuming content? Uh, what's your history? And how did you learn how to edit videos? So I started watching YouTube videos at around five years old, especially like music videos, because I like music always. And um, they always seemed very enticing because I could, you know, create them and express myself however I wanted, because that's the freedom of video creation. And um, then I created my own YouTube account when I was uh, eight years old in 2013. And uh, I watched a lot of like Minecraft videos, the, you know, Back then it was hip, so yeah, I watched them. And uh, then how I got into uh, video creation. So uh, when I came to the U.S., I um, I took English as a second language, but I got out of that class around one month in, and um, you know I had to select another class. So I took Adobe Video Design Honors, I believe it was called. And uh, so I learned a lot of stuff in there, and that's when basically I just knew, you know. I want to do videos because, you know, I like the class. The teacher was also pretty nice. So, you know, uh, she did news and stuff like that. So she, you know, taught us how to do, you know, the basic stuff. So there's that. And, uh, yeah, and the creativeness, I mean, the creativeness of it was always amazing to me. Yeah, and as I, as I said, I, I first started with the uh, doing the YouTube shorts myself because I had the history of uh, being in front of cameras, but then, you know, uh, I finally convinced my son after uh, after about a month or so of having some success. Uh, I convinced him to start doing the shorts himself. I said, "You're young; people will be more attracted to you. People will follow you. They kind of trust you more. They kind of they will, you know, you'll be more popular on camera than me. I'm 50. I'm not going to be impressing anybody. I just have history, but you know." So, how did you feel when you first started doing your first YouTube shorts? So when I started, I was a little bit stressful. It, uh, I was a little bit embarrassed as well because I've always had a little bit of stage fright. And um, but as I kept going, it kept getting easier, and uh, I realized, like, yeah, I want to do this because I could again express myself freely, and you know, just tell what I want, and you know. Uh, don't have as much expertise as you because you know you're 50 and uh you're more wiser and you know a lot more about other things like digital marketing and stuff like that which i usually talk about 
But, uh, you know, I usually take from news. I usually do AI. And uh, that's that became my favorite topic last November. So I kind of stick to that. That's one of my you know, most favorite topics, AI and games as well. So there's that. And, you know, after two months of doing, uh, I mean, after one month of doing this, I, you know, it was much easier for me to do uh, what you did. So, you know, now it's... Uh, now it's too easy. Yeah, that's uh, so. <laughs> that was a quite interesting journey, and now, now a hundred and something uh, YouTube shorts later, what topics were the most and least successful? What did you what, what did you find in the digital marketing area? I mean, I, I understand that uh, every every industry and every focus uh, group or target group will be different, but what worked the best for you in the digital marketing? Well, I would say the best topics uh was like i said ai ai because um you know chat gpt began last november and it is still a hot topic and every single like day it seems like there's a new language model yesterday i made a video about duet ai which basically helps you write emails and uh, docs when you're lost so you know every single day there's a new piece of ai and from these new pieces of AI, you can make relevant content and it will get a lot of views. Like, for example, uh, the thing that I made yesterday will come out today. So I'll see how that does. I will keep you posted. But I think it will it will do well because, you know, it's new and people like news. So there's that. And uh, the second best topic, I would say, is uh, social media. Social media is a big topic, especially... Um, you know, how to do YouTube, YouTube stuff. That's the biggest thing. The second biggest was about Instagram. Instagram was also a pretty big topic and I made uh, some videos about it. Uh, well, actually I made two videos about it and they actually were pretty successful. So yeah, these are my, uh, these are the, you know, highest, best topics, best topics. And based on, uh, based on the successes, I mean, I know you, one of the videos got actually 2000 views now. So what was that? nice milestone for you or for us but uh what makes the decision what are the key elements in the video that uh, that increased that to 2000 i mean we're still experimenting i understand that but but w did you find i mean i know we have a lot of data so what, what was it that which ones which videos were the ones that got that were more likely to succeed what are the key elements to make your video more successful so my first element was just uh, a text well basically yeah i was talking and you know a couple of times in the video maybe like five depending on the length of course four or five times there was a text that would pop up and it would like you know be just basically a summary of what i'd said in the last two sentences and i and those videos didn't get a lot of course i was like you know i have to speed this up because the videos were dragging along it was just you know people didn't want to watch those videos and uh, more people swiped away, and that's why I didn't get a lot of views. So then I started upgrading. I added some real-time subtitles, colored them. Um, of course, images sometimes. Uh, for example, if I have a news story, I put some, you know, like text from the news story, and I highlight the text that's relevant to what I'm saying at that, you know, point in the video. And also uh, some sound effects for example when you know an image is entering the frame you have to have a sound effect for that 
And uh, the another relevant element that's not in the video per se is uh, the topic. The topic itself, like I said, relevant topics, news. For example, I said AI. AI, you know, every single day there's a new language model, so you can make so many topics. I made um, I made a video about Darkbird, which is a a language model that helps uh, fight cybercrime because it was built on the data from the dark web. And in the first few days, I added I added relevant topics to the description. In the first few days, like two days, it got ninety views, and then the next seven days, it got around uh, three hundred and ten more. It it went to um, four hundred the total the video. So another element tags. You have to have tags. Four, usually, I like four in the title, and then you can have up to 52 in the description, but I usually put around 10 to 15, depending on, you know, uh, also the video's length and what I'm talking about. So relevant tags and not, not necessarily sometimes the biggest one, again, depending on your niche, you put relevant tags and, you know, people will search it up and they will see, uh, people search up tags as well, that you can search up tags and click the tag and you can, they will see your video in there. So they will, see your video in the tags and they will watch it from directly from there. So, uh, yeah, these are the key elements. Yeah. And, uh, and then, I mean, uh, a follow-up question to that is, is, is it possible to beat the YouTube algorithm or is that just set? And is it just something, something that, uh, you know, you just got to kind of take it as it goes. Yeah. Well, I actually made a short on that topic and in that short, I will tell you the long version here. So, you know, you can go watch the short after, but I said that you need viewers to not swipe away, meaning, you know, you have to have a hook at the beginning because YouTube counts a view as a person who watches your video for five or more seconds. So that five, five second mark in that during those first five seconds, you have to hook the viewer so that they, you know, so that the person who's watching your video, the viewer wants to watch your video. And so that's the swipe away rate. You know, they, YouTube doesn't want it high because it will, you know, show it to less people. It will show, you know, if you have like a 20% swipe away, uh, I mean, 20% view rate, that's not good. You have to have at least uh, around 50, 50, yeah, 50 to 70 around there because you'll never get a hundred. Everybody, well, usually people swipe away, of course, depending on how many view, views you get. And uh, the second big one is retention retention you have to have um at least at least 50 the optimal range is and you know you it's best to have it you can have it even like 300 300 because people watch your video over and over and over especially if you're doing for example top five or tips so i um you know i usually get around 70 well no no not 70 60 50 to 60 and i usually get that and youtube still you know puts out my content and um so retention is also important and if you also if you look into youtube studio you will see the retention line if it's going like this if it's going like at the beginning to like i don't know the first, the first five seconds if it goes like this the sudden drop that is not good it has to be either like a steady decline all throughout or it has to be you know, keep it at 100% or like, you know, like a little, uh, you know, 
of the viewers will stay uh, till the end. So there's that. And uh, the last one is um, a strong uh, title. A title is important because people read titles. So I usually put, you know, uh, an emoji. For example, like the, um, the exclamation point emoji. And uh, I put like a caps locked title. For example, do not. You know, and people, you know, like, oh, you know, you, you want me to watch this, you know, do not. So, you know, a strong title is also important. So that is, there. there's also many ways, many other ways to beat the, beat the YouTube algorithm. Uh, but these are the three main ways. And, oh, yeah, and for the retention one, uh, you have to keep the user entertained throughout. So, you know, keep going with those images, those screenshots, those highlights, the sound effects, you know, the, the viewer has to keep you have to keep the viewer engaged. Actually, there's a fourth way. The The fourth way is you have to make the user engage with your video. So for example, likes, comments, and subscriptions. Subscriptions are the best for this, and it will boost your video high, high. <laughs> I've uh, tested, that, tested that out, and uh, you know, subscriptions are the best. Likes, comments as well, comments, you know, any even dislikes, any single reaction, because YouTube likes you. YouTube likes you, even even if it's a dislike, because you know it makes the uh, it gets an emotional reaction out of the viewer, and therefore YouTube will like you more because you know the user might you know search follow up terms for for my video, for example, and YouTube will in turn show them more of my videos uh, about relevant videos, of course. So. There, there's also many other ways to beat the YouTube algorithm, but these are the four, I would say, main ones. Yeah, those are, those are quite interesting findings. Huh? Yeah, uh, and uh, I guess finally, I mean, if uh, someone, one of the viewers, one of our viewers wants to start their own new channel, what tips would you give them based on your uh, experience, current experience with uh, more than 100 views and getting over 20,000 views of uh, overall in the last couple of months? What do you think? Where should they start? What should, what should they do first? So first, I have to tell you, um, I have to be humble. 20,000 viewers in like three, three months now, that's not a lot. On the scale of YouTube, that's miniature. Like, you know, you have, I have to step up my game and I have to make my videos even better because right now they're good, but they have to be even better, better edits and stuff like that. But if you are starting your own YouTube channel, I guess I would say uh, start with uh, shorts. Definitely start with shorts and, uh, you know, take examples from me. Like, you know, you don't have to copy me directly, but make those shorts look like mine because mine are pretty optimal right now and I just need to get the audience. Also, how you get the audience, which I have been uh, ignoring a lot and been lazy on, uh, is long form videos. You have to have a lot of long form videos. So not only shorts. So for example, I don't know if you post one short a day, you know, if, if you have time for that, of course, you know, but post consistently as well. That's another topic, but I'll tell you after. So uh, if you post a short a day, and so you have to like put a long form video somewhere in there, maybe like once a week, that's probably the optimal rate. But um now, consistent. Be consistent. That's the second tip. You have to be consistent because uh, it doesn't really matter if you post once a week, uh, 
once a day or once, I don't know, uh, every two weeks. But uh, you have to keep consistent. You can't just post 30 videos in one day and then just take a month pause. That's YouTube really doesn't like that. But uh, YouTube sometimes, you know, I've never actually tried it, but I've read that YouTube sometimes likes uh, irregular even posting. For example, you post every you know two days, three days, even five days and stuff like that. It kind of likes that because you know um, you're not just pouring in content. For example, one one I will actually try that out because I want to try it out, taking like a two day break and then posting another, and then one day break and then posting another, uh, because you're not drowning your viewers in content. You're you know you're giving them a little bit of a break. Like right now, I'm doing it every day. I think I'm, you know, I have to dilute it a little bit. Right now, it's it's a lot of content. <laughs> and uh, thus far, it's been 115 today episodes. And, you know, you can watch all of them. And I've made around f- around four, 50 or 40 of, of those. Uh, the rest, uh, my dad has done. And you can still watch them. Uh, and there are also some tips for uh, starting. There, yeah, I think I made a playlist for uh, YouTube tips on like how to start a YouTube channel and stuff like that. So you can also check out those playlists. And uh, yeah, that's pretty much it. And um, yeah, that's it. Well, thank you for that. And um, hopefully uh, it's not our last webinar together. Maybe you could do one all by yourself because I know... On the journey of uh, going through all these things, you've uh, gone through all the topics and me and you coming up with ideas and moving everything forward. You've got to learn. You've got to learn quite a bit of of uh, digital marketing and AI and everything else. So hopefully we'll uh, we'll have you again. But thanks. Thanks for being here today. Thank you for taking your time out over your busy summer schedule and uh, see you soon again online live and for everybody else don't forget to watch the daily Grobman productions youtube shorts there's one coming up today as well and follow our channel thank you and uh see you later Carl. yeah thank you for having me uh i really enjoyed giving out these tips because um you know i like helping people and you know <laughs> hope i helped you and uh if I do make another webinar, even all by myself, because I just noticed it's kind of easy to uh, do at length speaking about my personal experience. So uh, if I do make my own webinar, I'll see you there. So till then, bye-bye. And now, back to our regularly scheduled programming. Ooh. Which will basically cover everything. Anyway, so, but uh, we did everything. We thank you for coming today. Thank you for having you here, supporting us. Follow our channel. Uh, look at our website. We also use these, uh, the, the shorts, that's something I didn't mention today, but the shorts are also a great way to enhance your website because uh, if you look at some of our blog posts now, as we're creating the shorts, you kind of combine that with, uh, with the website and then you embedded into your website and makes your whole website a lot more engaging and SEO compliant and stuff and and SEO friendly I guess you could say so um, so yeah so uh, 
This is all the information. Get in touch if you need any help with it. And if you want any more data on stuff that we've... Uh, if you want to see some more detailed data, if you're interested in that, I can make a whole presentation separate on that, for example. But in either case, uh, thank you for coming.